0: There is something that's called La Fofolle. Supposedly, these are children that died through some horrific accident to where they're demon-like children, and they appear in the shape of lights that try to get you to follow them so you'll be lost forever in
1: the swamps.
0: Yeah, when you hear, like, scraping claws underneath the bed, and it moves, and uh, you can... I was so terrified, dude. I pulled the blanket over my head. I could hear whatever it was breathing outside the sheet. was a little gaffer there, we got into a car accident, hit a moose, my mom ended up under the steering wheel of the car and she had a big hand-shaped bruise on her shoulder. It was like somebody pushed her underneath the steering wheel, my mom should have gotten decapitated. The weird part was we hit a moose and we had a moose hanging from the rear view mirror. The only other thing that I could think of would be a bear, but there's no bears in that area either. It's just not the right habitat form. and when you see that a bear, a bears gonna move, it's gonna take off for the most part. And this thing just sat and did nothing. This material world that you're told is bound by science and everything else. obviously, obviously science and physics are very important. There is so much more out there that is left to study, that is left to learn about.
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Investigation Cryptoparology. Sit back, get relaxed, and crack open your favorite cold beverage as we dive deep into the abyss of what we were told couldn't possibly exist. Welcome to the first show of the season. Tonight we're going to do a bit of introduction as to who I am and why I decided to become a part of the podcasting world. After my introduction, I'm going to read off an email that was sent in to me by Jimmy W. of Southwest Ohio before I ever had the idea of a podcast. Let me start off by saying thank you for listening. I don't do this for me. I do this for the countless folks out there who think they have to keep everything to themselves and never tell anyone of their experiences or encounters. Let me tell you straight out. I am here to listen. In situations where I'm able to do so, I am here to help. If it is nothing more than being a hand up or a shoulder to lean on, an ear for you to vent into, I am here. If you're ever feeling alone, hit me up on Facebook, shoot me a message, email me, I'm always here. But anywho, my name is Will Francis. I'm 44 years old, live in southeast Idaho currently. I was born and raised on the Cherokee Reservation in North Carolina, and that's in Swain County for those of you who know. I spent the better part of my life investigating and cataloging experiences and encounters, For roughly 34 years. If we really want to get down to the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Real boots on the ground. Out in the field investigation. Part of that was working for different state uh, search and rescue operations. Who gave me sort of behind the scenes look at things. A different perspective if you will. And the knowledge and the ability to take my investigations into cryptids. The paranormal. Aliens. Cannibals. Whatever. Everything else that isn't supposed to possibly exist to an entirely new level. I know a lot of you heard me on Sasquatch Chronicles episode 499, Dead Men Tell No Tales with Wes Germer, who is a kick-ass podcaster, by the way, and the gold standard, as the way I see it, and as do many others for anyone looking to become a podcaster. If you've never heard of him, be sure to check him out and his show at Sasquatch Chronicles. That's www.sasquatchchronicles.com. And there's another great podcaster out there who's up and coming in the world, really good friend of mine, Bo Kennedy, and he has The Bump Podcast, and that's the Believers of the Unexplained Monsters and Paranormal, and that's at www.thebumppodcast.com. I was on with Bo during Season 1, Sasquatch Untold, Parts 1 and 2. The first time I ever knew anything of Sasquatch was in my younger years. I started writing a book recently of the occurrences that took place on the rest. It's about as in-depth as as I can get. My memory is actually going bad. So to be able to recount everything without actually opening up the book and reading it, I mean, I could go back to, you know, when I was five or six years old, my mom and dad, we actually lived in like a, it wasn't really a two-room shack, but it was still a shack. And every night we would have something come by, and it would, you know, rub the side of the cabin shack, and you could hear it. It was almost like taking like a horse blanket and rubbing it down an old, you know, uh, plank house shack, whatever. And then something would slap the side. There was actually uh, an occurrence to where my dad actually shot one. Um it banged on the, the front of the, the, the front of the cabin so hard, it actually shattered the four year windows or, you know, the the front porch, windows, things like that. I'll get more in depth into my own stories later on. Right now I want to bring to the forefront, you know, people other than myself who have had experiences, who've had encounters who, you know, come face to face, some who some who have never even seen a Sasquatch, but still had an experience. Like Jimmy, or I call him Mr. Jimmy, who is uh, in uh, Southwest Ohio. Uh, he actually emailed me and said that when he emailed me his encounter, it was the first time he had ever told anybody in his life. Anybody. But he heard me on uh, Sasquatch Chronicles episode 499 dead man tell no tales and said that he was just compelled to tell me why he was compelled. I don't know. And so I asked him and he says, well, it's just the tone of your voice and the way you describe things and your experiences that, that you've had. It just made me want to tell you. I'm not going to recount the search and rescue that I told on both Wes and both shows that'll come in a later date. And I will go into even more detail than I did on either show. Now, I'm going to actually go through the email and let everybody hear exactly what Mr. Jimmy had to say. Now, like I said before, this comes from Jimmy W. from Southwest Ohio. And he says... I have had an encounter in the late, or I'm sorry, early 1990 here in Southwest Ohio. I didn't actually see it, but the encounter is as follows. I was bow hunting in early October. I was big time into bow hunting, and I was sort of crazy in my technique of using natural blinds and controlling my scent. Well, what happened as I was watching some deer approaching me through a little draw that was like a natural highway for for the deer? as three does and one buck that was at the very end of the draw and he was the one that I wanted. Not huge, but a nice eight pointer. That's a really nice, you know, really nice buck. As I'm in the natural blind that was created by honeysuckle brush, as I was watching the deer get closer and my prize buck walking toward me, I noticed that they stopped and started to look in my direction. At that time, I was shocked. As I hadn't noticed, nor or moved rather, nor made a sound. And at that moment, I heard a sound that forever will be etched in my brain. It was a deep, almost penetrating growl that immediately caused me to jump up and pull my bow to full draw behind me. It was the most terrifying sound that I have ever heard, and I immediately thought I was in the fight of my life. The sound that it made was a sound I have never heard in in the in the woods of Ohio. I have worked as a contractor at the Cincinnati Zoo and I've heard at night, the lions roar whilst we worked. as loud as they were. It was nothing compared to the sound that I heard that warm October morning. As I stood there confused on what was in the thick honeysuckle and oak trees, I then heard complete and stunning silence as I then called out whoever or whatever is in there. If you don't stop it, I will shoot still silence. Then it sounded like a bull elephant running through the thick brush. And at that time, I also beat a hasty retreat and left. At the time, I knew about Bigfoot and Sasquatch, but I always thought of them being, you know, out west, never Ohio. I never got a glimpse of it, nor have I ever heard or had another encounter like that. I have had other crazy hunting experiences like wood silence or crazy yelling at 2 a.m. in Kentucky at Red River Gorge. Well, Jimmy... It's, it really does sound like that you really did have, you know, an encounter with something. Whether it was a Sasquatch or whether it could have been paranormal or anything else. There's really no way to tell without actually going back to the spot and recreating everything all over again. Now, as far as my experiences with everything that I've seen growing up and all throughout my life, my brain wants to go to Sasquatch. But from the researcher's side, you know, you have to apply a scientific mind and you have to try to debunk it. Now, being as long as it has now, I doubt very seriously that even if there was a Sasquatch in the area, that there'd still be Sasquatch in the area. I mean, it happened in 1990. This is 2021. Could have been anything. But for now... I'm sorry. I don't have much more. I don't have any, you know, callers. I don't have, you know, anything recorded, any Sasquatch or paranormal or anything else. This is, this is what I have. And if you seem in, it well, not seem interested, but if you, the show seems interested, interesting, and you want to hear more, I'll be back. I'll be back next week. I am, hell, I may even be back this week and the week after and the week after and the week after. And as I get more emails, as more people send in their experiences and encounters, or, you know, I start getting people to where they actually want to come on with me and tell their experiences or encounters, there'll be more information. There'll be more to look forward to. But I hope you have enjoyed what little bit I have to offer tonight. And I'll see you next time. Well, find us on the web at www.investigation-cryptoparaology. That's C-R-Y-P-T-O-P-A-R-A-O-L-O-G-Y dot com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash investigation crypto. Listen to us on any major podcast players including Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. We continue to spread to more podcast players each day. You may contact us by using the contact page on the website or by sending a direct message to our Facebook page or by emailing us directly at investigationcryptoparology at gmail.com. That is c r y. P-T-O-P-A-R-A-O-L-O-G-Y at gmail.com Also, I would like to add this. If you're feeling down on yourself or like you don't matter or there's no hope left, we're here for you. You can contact us through our Facebook page or by emailing us at investigationcryptoparaology at gmail.com We are happy to listen and possibly help you find a better tomorrow. If you don't want to talk to us, you can contact the Suicide Hotline of the United States. They have a crisis text line if you verbally speaking to someone is not your thing. Text HOME, all capital letters, H-O-M-E, to if you don't, If you do want to verbally speak to someone, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. And if you are a veteran, you can also call 1-800-273-8255 and then press 1. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for tonight. I sincerely hope you will join us again next time for another spine-tingling, hair-raising experience from the depths of the abyss. If you would like to contact me about an experience you have had or to get on the show, email me at investigationcryptoparalogy@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's investigation, c r y p t o p a r a o l o g y at gmail.com.